Welcome to Fun with Forms. Man, oh man, I am so excited to be with these guys. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I want you to guys to understand these volunteers spend countless hours working on forms. And I have the chair and the vice chair. Mr. Chair, go ahead and introduce yourself so everybody knows who you are. Hi, guys. I'm Rob Morganti with Life Realty. Uh, pleasure to be serving on forms as chair. Uh, been with licensed in Nevada for about 23 years now. So just trying to get it done and making it easier. Absolutely. And if you guys don't understand, we're, we're trying to make this fun. Forms can be fun and they have to be fun because we have so many things that are happening in the marketplace. And we're going to talk about some of those that are really important. Sir? And I'm uh, John Fleckenstein. I'm your vice chair of forums this year and uh, with Las Vegas Realty. I'm actually having a good time doing it. Absolutely. Exactly. So I'm going to turn the time over to you. This is your, I'm just here periodically to jump in. So what are we going to start off with first? Well, I, I think, in, you know, start macro and what we do on forms is we don't try to create more work. Yes. When it comes down to membership, right? So what we really try to establish is hearing from the practitioners out in our in our membership that may have questions, concerns, comments about certain forms. We discuss them. We talk about them in a committee. Uh, we bring it to the board of directors, which, by the way, Lee, you guys have done an amazing job this year Thank you. with us, and especially last year with some of the some of the directives that we got from them. Um, but, you know, we're not trying to create more work. We're just trying to simplify. And, and, and you also, with the forms committee, we have to be in front of the curve on what's going on, like Lee said, in the marketplace as things are changing, adjusting. Uh, solar was a big form this year that's being added, which I think is very, very important. A lot of the forms that are rolling out in April are kind of cleaning up and adding some signature lines. It's more maintenance than it is actual Absolutely. getting it out there. And can you explain that you, um, you, know, you don't roll them out every month. You intentionally wait till two times a year. Correct. Correct. If we were to roll them out every month, we'd be we'd, we'd be driving ourselves nuts, and yeah. transaction desk and brokers would be paying more money on these on these uh, sky slopes and yeah. things like that. And you know that's not our intention. So we roll them out April and October uh, every year. It's been pretty consistent with that. So when we do get feedback and we do get emails from our membership, there's a time involved. I mean, nothing's knee jerked here, and it's 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 a well thought out process. There's we have property managers. We have uh, other counties involved. We have Northern Nevada involved. Uh, we have lawyers. We have third-party lawyers in here that are kind of looking at our verbiage to make sure that we're doing it, you know, correct to make the job easier when it gets to the board of directors that it's all been kind of wordsmithed and everything else. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of important as well. Um, from the membership standpoint is don't be afraid to send us Email. Yeah. Or fine with us. You know, you guys see this stuff day in and day out. Let us know things that you're running into that, that could be an issue with a form or the format of a form. And Rob and I and the whole committee will take a look at it. So you know, I think and I and I think people don't realize the practitioner is the one that finds things and says, Hey, this would really be good if we could do this. And I think I think the practitioner you need to let these guys know so that they can make your life easier. And that's the only reason why they're there is to make your life easier because the form is tested, proven, mm -hmm. and, you know, we have attorneys look at it and we make it the best we possibly can. You know, when I was president before in 2004, we had 80 
four different offers. And so yeah. nowadays we, we've condensed all that. So everything is that you guys have done on forms is amazing. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We're doing, we're doing our best. And I think with the experience that we have on the, on the committee is over probably 220 oh, years worth of experience. Yeah. So, I mean, it does, it, it is looked at by practitioners of the trade. Absolutely. And the nice thing with the committee too is, is we've brought in folks from outside, so to speak, with meaning title companies and attorneys and mortgage companies that can look at it. From yeah. Those are the, those are great additions. Yep. So, so we're rolling to our, uh, let's do it. Let's go to the end. Absolutely. So John and I are kind of bounce everything off on what we did. A, a couple of the forms were just kind of maintenance, uh, but they, we do have 12 basic forms that are rolling out in April that will require some changes. Um, we'll start with the addendum, the residential purchase agreement. Not a lot changed on this. We just added a additional two lines of signatures and acceptance as a final acceptance of the addendum. Just letting everyone know that it's been noticed and accepted on that. Um, and the other thing I thought was kind of cool was adding here too was a rejection part of it. So that almost like with a purchase agreement. Absolutely. A rejection. So you can at least get something back. Some evidence has been presented. Yeah. yeah. And that was some of the feedback we got as well as saying, okay, well, if the seller or buyer doesn't sign it, then it's not accepted or it's not right. ratified. Then take it from there. Uh, next is the buyer's notice of disclosure. I think this one, uh, John, if you want to touch base on the home inspection part. Uh, this was a form that, that most of us should be familiar with, but we did make some changes on the um, home inspection section. And we included some terminology in there for, that um, basically came across from the FHA uh, home inspection amendment. And we've incorporated it into here. We removed some of the FHA terminology, but basically it's so that the buyer acknowledges whether or not they're going to get a home inspection and the recommendation they should get a home inspection. See how fun this is? That, it, you mean, isn't this just a kick? And you know, thing? to me, to me, that's huge. Yeah. You know, um, you don't want any future litigation. You don't want any of those things because the consumer said, well, nobody talked to me about it. So it is a, a it is a it is a winner winner chicken dinner that one exactly. And so, the thing I really like with this is we've all we ran into that in the past because the only real form that we had dealing with home inspection was the FHA right. mandatory right. Um, thing. So being able to bring that into an actual document that we can use that's not just geared towards an FHA loan, I think is huge. You know, Rob's running this podcast like he runs your board meeting, man. You guys are <laughs> moving through this stuff quick. I you know. I take more time to talk about stats. You guys are on it. No, we just try to move through. I think it's important to get it out there, but Absolutely. also have a little, you know, little exchange and, Absolutely. and debate with it as well. Um, the exclusive authorization and right to sell exchange or lease broker, uh, brokerage listing agreement. Um, this one is a great one because we added actually in the listing agreement was does or does not include the solar power system. Oh, man. So we're getting that information up front from the seller during the listing appointment or listing agreement uh, time, um, then it'll f kind of flow right into the solar addendum that's going to be part of that as well. So we're providing that information. Um, I'm getting offers that, okay, we extend due diligence to 15 days so we can make sure we have all the proper information on the solar. Absolutely. This kind of gives us as listing agents or list whoever's taking listings out there to have the ability to have this already. Well, heads up, yeah. Turn it over with the SRPD once we have an accepted RPA. And let and then the due due diligence can start with the solar contracts as well. Yeah, and there and those solar contracts are complicated. So the more people have to that full due diligence time period, they're better better off. This and we'll get into that a little bit further with the whole solar panel addendum. But just for everyone out there, this has been a process. Oh, um, 
solar panel, like on the MLS side, has been in, been out. We've we've added, we've subtracted, we've put things into contracts, taken it back out. Um, but I think you'll find when we get to it, the solar panel addendum that we've created is going to be folks will like it. And we had a lot of we had a lot of input from solar companies, absolutely, and solar professionals, I guess, that would kind of say, okay, that's great. Look at this. You need to add this or take this off or that's not necessary or things like that. Because now it's just, okay, let title run, let them get the the, the statement and, and transfer. And you don't want to find out about this stuff by accident. And that's yeah. why having it on the form is like just another checklist opportunity to say you need to check into this. Absolutely. Uh, next is the irrevocable real estate commission agreement. This is kind of protecting us as members if we do have any for sale by owners out there that happen to have the buyer uh, coming in that it's signed by 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 the seller and the agent and the broker license number that the seller will pay us compensation compensation for bringing in a buyer. So yep. um, before it was like okay I'll do a one day listing agreement with specific to the buyer. Here's your eleven pages and and a lot of too complicated. Beliefs. This is a one page agreement that's going to show compensation if you bring in for sale buyer. And for all you agents that are out there that don't know what he just said is when you don't find an asset for your client. You should get on the phone and look. And if you call for sale by owners or expired listings or just go into a neighborhood, you want to make sure you get that ne- negotiated, that compensation negotiated in the beginning so that you can get paid. How many times, I don't can't share with you, but I can't tell you how many times I've done that work only to find out that I put the two parties together and didn't get paid on it. Oh, that's absolutely correct. And the other thing I kind of like with this form too is it also brings in the rental side. Absolutely. So- you know, for those folks that are out looking for rentals, um, this will give you the ability to find landlords that that may not have their their rental listed uh, with a brokerage or through the. Uh, through That's the a great lab. point. So you can use also use the form for that. Yep. Keep us going, Bubba. All right, let's roll. Let's uh, multiple listing service change order. So, this was a little bit of a formatting one as well uh, by adding additional sellers. Everyone, one of the main things that we got, I think, is everyone's asking for four sellers. Yeah. Um, not necessarily for buyers as much, but if we could fit it in there, we will. But the for seller seems to be a bigger thing, whether it's with trust or or LLCs or things like Absolutely. that. So we want to make sure that we get as many signatures on there. So if it's more than four, then we can't help you. Just kind of sign it down at the and we don't want you can. We don't want them riding sideways. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're doing that. We also added under the section one of if it's an ex- and if if it's an extension of a listing agreement that it's only if the listing's expired within the past 30 days is nice. when you when kind of checkbox that. And then also on section two, to change the selling slash lease price from X to X. So we added kind of lease in there, just kind of did a little tidying up of that one. And then that one's not much to talk about. It's kind of cut and dry. Same thing with the, with the withdrawal and termination. That is just a simple added additional sellers onto that one with broker and listing agent information as well. Good deal. You know, tell you, you know, we had a client want to get out of a buyer's brokerage agreement. And I told uh, the staff at the office, I said, look to see if it's on, it's on our website. And boom, there it was. I mean, you guys have thought of so many forms mm-hmm. that, you know, we used to have to design and now it's there. Yeah, and, and, and we try our best not to bombard our board of directors with 50 motions right. and forms. We, we really, it, there's a process. Yes. And, and it's thought. And, and we appreciate it. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate you guys pushing through too. So uh, probate sale disclosure. John, you want to talk about this one? This one's a huge one. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. 
<laughs> uh, this is a new form that was created. Um, for those of you that have done probate sales and for those of you that haven't, um, they're a different animal. And there are a lot of little nuances to completing a probate purchase. Um, and there was never really any guide or anything to, to help you as a buyer's agent and your client um, to kind of navigate that. So what we were trying to do with this disclosure is, is give some information to your client, but to you as the agent as well, with some of the things that you will come across as you are doing the probate purchase and just some things to prep your client for court hearings. Absolutely. Some of the statutes that are related to uh, how the probate actually works. Um, just some of the little failure to close penalties. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so... You know, it, what this did, you know, as somebody does probate, it it put it all into order. And it's, it's you know, for you that, you know, we just had a probate class here in town with CRS. And I think it's interesting. Everybody finds out about this niche, but they don't know. They just get enough information to get themselves in trouble. You know, the statute says you're stay, supposed to stay in your own lane. As an example, you're a property manager, and we all know that for a long time we didn't have a permit for that because people were in their own lane, but not, they were doing everything with property management. And so the same thing with this, this is, this form is so, so good and it's well needed right now. And, and we had two people on our committee that really understand probate. understand probate inside and out and actually help create this form right. for these main reasons. It was originally going to be just a information sheet. Yeah, yeah. And just put it in the file and library, but I think it, it warrants enough Absolutely. credibility to have signatures from buyers and sellers. Well, and and to me as a broker, and you you know, it's it, it's risk management. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, we we did it, we explained it to you, and now you signed off on it. Right. Absolutely. So anyway, so so what we have next is the uh, residential property management agreement. Um, well, and this one was actually kind of interesting. Um, we took seller out of the property management agreement and replaced it um, with owner. Right. That just kind of seems to make sense. It sure does. Yep. The manager is not a seller. Yes. Yeah. And I don't do property management. That was one of the things that I'm like, well, yeah, that makes what, perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, what would, would the difference be? But it's huge. <laughs> exactly. Um, moving right along, just a few more for you guys. A residential purchase agreement. We actually, on the purchase agreement, as we did on the listing agreement, we add it uh, under the disclosures under Section 11. We have a checkbox for a solar panel. So if it's in the MLS or if it's you walk up to the house and it's not in the MLS and you happen to see solar panels or possibly ask the question, you want that disclosure sent over as if it's a construction defect disclosure you're asking for, SRPD you're asking for, uh, um, uh, open range, lead-based paint, whatever that is, you're going to checkbox. So that's going to be part of the contract as well and a certain amount of time to get that during the due diligence. So yes. then we're going to ask for a copy of that new solar addendum, which John's going to touch base on. Kind of move right into that. How about that? For that was a nice man. little smooth segue. Yeah. So you sound like you're on the radio. <laughs> hey, guys. The solar panel addendum is, uh, again, it's a, it's a new form, and it's one that's had some tweaks over the last little bit. Um, just to clarify also, this is for solar voltaic panel systems. Oh my God. That means it has to generate electricity. Yes. So this is not if you have a pool. Pool. With the with the solar hot water for the pool's pump or something like that. This is this deals with 
uh, the electrical generation um, that these panels create. Um, and you use the official term too. I spent with only 30 minutes. I think you put 30 minutes in the meeting trying to figure out what it was. Thank you, Mr. Lavelle. <laughs> yeah. um, like I said, this has been an ongoing problem um, for the last few years uh, with just getting information. And, and, and the nice thing with this addendum and the fact that we've incorporated it into the listing agreement, I think, is it starts that discussion when it needs to be started with the seller when you're taking the listing. Um, Get that paperwork together. You know, this is letting the seller know what kind of system do you have? Do you own it? Are you leasing it? Um, do you have the paperwork? Pull the forms out. Yeah. Can you get the paperwork? Who do you pay? Um, so it gets that discussion going before you actually get a contract because I know, um, speaking for my office, you run into those problems. You get a purchase agreement and then, oh, there's solar panels. Oh, we got to do a UCC. And all of them are different. Absolutely. And, and each contract is unique unto itself, so you got to get it as soon as possible. I mean, and it's so important because we're having, in Vegas, we're having about 250 houses a day Sell going into hand. solar. Yeah. I mean, that that's the stats that one of one of the reps was talking to us about last October. Um, in the future, we're going to have a majority of our homes for sale on solar. Now, if you're reading this form and as you guys go through the form with your with your sellers, they may not know what package they have. I mean, you can't just have, oh, I think it's this and checkbox and send it out. I mean, there's going to be a due diligence on your seller side. And yours. From, exactly, from the listing side to when we're ready to go live and we have this addendum right. ready. So there's going to be a little homework on the front end that I promise you is going to save a lot of headaches because I've seen a lot of deals kind of float away. Well, and, it's, on, and it's a risk management issue. I mean, yeah. you guys have covered brokers, you've covered agents to say, hey, look, if you don't know, put the burden on the owner. And the other thing I kind of think with it too is, at least from my standpoint, when you're working with a buyer, for example, you know, there's times in the past you would come across the home with a solar panel and it's like, do I really want to mess with it? Yeah. 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 Do I want to tell my clients, oh, you might want to, yeah. It, 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 I think this will help with that. It just, it's going to put some clarity into the transaction in the beginning when you need it, when you're doing your due diligence. And, and like I say, and it gives the listing agent uh, some tools with the seller to say these are the items that we're yeah, starting. I agree. And I think also in that solar addendum, the last page was really important, John, that you brought up and you wanted to eliminate a lot of these these issues for the buyer's due diligence is, you know, we had age, battery storage, fine loan, grid, tile. I mean, we, they had 15, 20 items on there. Eliminated all those because we couldn't mention every single one of them. Right. So by taking that out and we changed the date and modified the year as well. Yeah, because the problem is when you have a huge list like that, at least in my mind, if you miss something, it's more confusing. It's more confusing. Absolutely. And this way, it's just, it's a general uh, due diligence. You need to check, you as the buyer, you, you need to check the system out and make sure it meets what you're trying to do. And last but not least, the vacant land purchase agreement. This is a really simple change that we had. We made it consistent with all of our other RPAs. Um, close date on or before? Before yeah. we just had a close date? flat on the land date on the oh, land and absolutely. like okay let's add on or before and i know it's a simple change and you can do addendums for it but on or before is is really important for absolutely and sometimes you forget it and the offers together and due diligence takes longer or something takes longer you have to do an addendum exactly and that's one of the things that that um 
again, with the communication from members and stuff, what we're trying to do with a lot of these documents is get some consistency across documents. Absolutely. So that when you look at a vacant land purchase agreement, there is some similarity to the residential, per- not exact, but some similarity in some of the terms. So you can follow, so you can track it and yes. follow it. And there's no little landmines in there right. that somebody overlooked. So that, that's, at least for me with some of this stuff on the forms, it's, it's just really important to get that consistency across all the forms for the stuff. And, and I think the great thing that we're doing also is that we get information from the members, but if we don't have a lot of information from the member, we still meet as a committee to try to tackle the consistency in the papers, yeah. you know, to try to make it really simple. I think the next thing we're looking at is probably trying to categorize the forms into drop tabs to kind of make them all consistent, what we talked about last month. Like the, you know, just make little buckets for it to make it like user-friendly. Absolutely. And I know there's people out there that are watching the video and they're going to say, oh my God, there's so many things wrong that just like we need, we want to hear the practitioner. We need thing. feedback. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I think that's super important to us. And, and on that note, one of the things I'd like to just mention, because um, I'm just as guilty as everyone, check transaction desk. There's probably a form. Oh, absolutely. That's whole oh, thing. Even if the title is weird, yeah, go look because there are yeah, open them up and read what it says. Absolutely. Because I, I've run into people, it's like, I'm trying to do this. And it's like, we have a form for that. Really? No. Yes. It, and I'm trying to write this addendum. <laughs> no, it's here. And it's, uh, it, where it really came in was photo. Yeah. Um, with people talking about photos and, the, and the, the copyright of the photos and the ability to use them and all of that. There's actually photo documents in transaction. For your protection. No, correct. Yeah. And, and people are like, wow, that's in there. So... So please take the time to look at transaction desk and because yeah. there may be a form in there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there, there most likely is. Here's the secret. I want you to get, I want everybody's listening to this podcast or watching it. These guys don't get paid for this. There's so much effort and so much time. Um, your membership, these people that take their time to make our practice better, when you see these guys on the street, just say this to them. Thank you very much. Because they're, they're the people that make this association run. You know, all of our, our, all of our volunteers and all our committees are closed committees and open committees. The difference between closed committee is they're appointed by the president. Open committees, you can just show up. But all the people that volunteer, you know, they do it because they have a passion for protecting you, protecting the practice of real estate. So, you know, these guys have done an amazing job. Make sure you go in and look at these forms, read them. There's issues with that you look at the projection of it a little bit differently and you're like, uh-huh. if we turned it this way, what it would look like, send them an email because they're always willing. I've sat in these meetings. They're always willing to listen to different opinions. And so make sure you do that. You guys want to ha- make any closing statements? No, I think it. I, I, I thank the members First and foremost, by and I've been a member for a long time, and I would always give ideas or, or constructive feedback or, hey, what about this? And can we do this? And I have discussions. I mean, we're open to the discussion. Absolutely. That's the most important thing is an experience that you're having may be an experience that I've never had or John's right. never had or Lee's never had. I, and we bring it up as a committee and we talk about it. I think it's super important that we get that communication from the Absolutely. And, and the only thing I would piggyback off of with that is is we're not unreachable. Please don't hesitate. We do respond to emails. We do respond to phone calls. 
So if you, if you are running into an issue, please let us know because um, we're more than happy to take a look at it. And would also like to encourage all members, check out a committee. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Get more involved. It, cha- it changes the direction. Absolutely. And you start doing some of this stuff and, and you can actually see what goes into it and both sides. Well, especially for you guys, especially this committee, you instantly see the rewards. You instantly, because people go, man, that form was amazing. And here's how it saved me money. It saved me from potential litigation. I think the two forms I'm really impressed with is the solar Mm -hmm. and the probate. I mean, those things were really well thought out and he had a lot of input in them. So here's the secret. Go look at all these forms, take notes. If you have any questions, reach out to these guys. They're available to, you guys want to leave your emails or? Okay, go ahead. Emails robmorganti at gmail.com. That's R-O-B-M-O-R-G-A-N-T-I at gmail.com. And mine is John, J-O-H-N at LLC.com. Perfect. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. You know, thank God Rob kept us on time. You know, thank you, Rob. Thank you. Appreciate you guys very much. All right. See you next time. Thank you.